teacher. You may have been in youth with her. She's a college graduate with a full-time day job. Yeah. And she's a professional comic with fans from Athens to Atlanta. She's the girl that refuses to eat a hamburger with a bun. Ladies and gentlemen, Put your hands together and join me in welcoming to the stage the one, the only, Sarah Carroll. Keep it going for Marion, guys. Give it up for her. Wow. Thank you for clarifying that this is not my full-time job. <laughs> I appreciate that. Wow. All right. Hello, this is weird. I always love hearing how I'm going to be introduced uh, whenever I do stand-up. It's new every time. Nobody quite knows what to say. Um, one time I did a show, and the host got up, and he said, All right, we have our first lady of the evening. Whoa, a lady telling jokes, Sarah Kale. <laughs> and then I came up. I don't know what he was expecting. <laughs> like me to come up and it was the 1920s and been like, wow, I turned off all the lights in my house and put on a skirt that came above my ankles. And then I went and made dinner for my husband. <laughs> That's all I'm allowed to say, goodbye. <laughs> a lady telling jokes. So um, hope this lady tells some funny jokes. That's what I hope happens during these next three Sundays. Um, telling jokes is weird. Telling jokes in church is weird. I don't think I've ever told jokes when the sun is still up. So this is, this is the nicest bar I've ever been to. <laughs> I'm really enjoying it. Tip your uh, offering plates. Uh, <laughs> all right. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't know if you guys, if like Chaparral was involved on Facebook. We on Facebook, yeah. Um, if you've ever seen events on Facebook, I invited a lot of my friends to come out to this. Um, but if you, if you didn't know this, if you try to invite people to stuff on Facebook and they've never answered your invites, then Facebook pops up with a nice little message in red letters that says, please only invite people you think would want to come. So that front rows for my friends. Um... <laughs> They're not here. <laughs> My first stand-up set, I guess you could call it, was actually here. It was in church. It was over at the Dodd. Uh, Jason Scott, the youth pastor. You guys know him. Give it up for Jason. <laughs> Amazing. I was probably, I was in high school, and Jason came up to me and he said, hey, I want you to do five minutes before the sermon next Sunday. And I said, okay, do five minutes, cool. And I went home, and I had never actually done stand-up before. I had just told jokes at the summer camps, um, jokes that I found online. <laughs> so I didn't know the industry term, do five minutes, meant tell five minutes of stand-up comedy. So I went home, and I wrote a five-minute sermon. <laughs> And I came back and I did my five minutes and it was very heartfelt and I got teary-eyed at the end. And then Jason pulled me aside and he said, that was great, but that was not funny <laughs> at all. So then I learned, then I quickly learned what do five minutes means and I, <laughs> I'm happy to be back to redeem myself. 
to show you I know what jokes are now. <laughs> I, uh, people think this stand-up takes a lot of confidence. I don't think so. Um, look at me. I, I know what I look like. It looked like if you yelled at me a little too loud, I'd cry. Um, <laughs> and that's true. Don't try it. Uh, <laughs> like, I did stand-up um, at a hip-hop show one time. Yeah, you can picture it. Um, <laughs> hip-hop songs going on, then I get up there like, yeah, I like hip-hop. <laughs> nope, everyone just patted me on the head and said, sure you do, go to bed. <laughs> go back home. Um, I also, um, sometimes I like to talk to people in the audience. I'll probably come out and talk to you guys. Uh, but again, that some people think that takes a lot because you don't know what anybody's going to say. Which is true, because at the same hip-hop show, I said, who here likes their mom? Who's got a cool mom? And one guy goes, I do. And I said, oh, yeah, what makes her cool? And he goes, psych, and then walked out of the room <laughs> to leave me up there like, oh, hilarious. OK, <laughs> let's keep this going. I, uh, I really think, though, the, the time in my life that I hit my lowest point was um, I went on a cruise with my parents, and we went to karaoke night, because obviously, and my dad got up, because my dad is a singer, he actually, he sings, and he got up and he said, this song is dedicated to the love of my life. It only took me 48 years to find her. Here we go. And then he sang, Can't Help Falling in Love by Elvis Presley. And then I went right after him, and to a room full of people still wiping the tears away from their eyes, I sang Ice Ice Baby. <laughs> <laughs> and that's when I knew my place in my family. <laughs> Laugh. Um, it's really funny. I, I'm not cool. I'm not cool at all. I don't know if you can tell. <laughs> I'm not. I really want to be a cool mom. Like, I'm not sold on the idea of kids yet, but I want the title. Uh, <laughs> I'd like to hold that. I met a really cool mom at my old job. I used to work at a doctor's office, and this lady came in with her boys, and uh, one of the boys was deaf. And when I called them back to the exam room, I must have mispronounced one of the boys' names because the mom corrected me on the name. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry, I must have read it wrong. And she goes, that's okay, he didn't hear you, and then high-fived her other kid. <laughs> And then put her hand up to me for a high five, and I was like, whoa, I don't, <laughs> he can still see me. Um, <laughs> I don't want to be involved in this. Uh, I have a cool sister. Um, she's here. Shout out to Shannon uh, <laughs> for waking up early and coming to church. I have a cool sister. Do any of you guys have cool siblings? Yeah, do you? Nobody over here wants to talk. You have a cool sibling? Is it him? What makes him cool? Oh, give it up for this guy. <laughs> Just being a brother makes him so cool. Does anybody have a, can we top that? Anybody top that with a cool sibling story? Anyone? Steve's got a story. You have a cool sibling? Who's your cool sibling? I've got a brother and a sister, both younger than me. What makes them cool? Um, one of them has a job working for the CDC, and another basically helps 
That's what makes me a cool sibling. Uh, my sister's really cool. She she was dating this guy in high school, and he um, she found out he was talking to another girl. That's serious in high school, if you didn't know. Um, and she confronted him about it over text, and <laughs> over text, and he responded back, and he was like, "I'm so sorry. Please." still sit with me at lunch, uh, take me back. And all my sister responded with was, you're not invited to my birthday party. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> I'll never be that cool. I'll never reach that level of coolness. Um, I also have a cool mom. Does anyone have a cool mom? Story that they, well there's a tiny hand raise back there and I bet you didn't think I was gonna see you, but I do. <laughs> Do you have a cool mom? What makes your mom cool? Best friend. Best friend, give it up! That's so wholesome. Can anyone top that? Cool moms, anyone right in here next to me? No? Is everyone ashamed of their mom? <laughs> Who's sitting with their mom? Whose mom is like, raise your hand? <laughs> Say something about me. <laughs> Do you have a cool mom? What makes your mom cool? Low bar. Very helpful. Very helpful. The bar is still very low. <laughs> very low bar. I know your mom is cool, but I want to hear why you think your mom is cool. He understands when I have problems. He understands when he has problems. That wins. That wins. That definitely wins. That's very wholesome. My mom is also very cool. She uh, took me to Vegas for my 21st birthday. That was pretty cool of my mom. Uh, and we went to we went to the Blue Man Group show was a lot of fun and they were doing a special thing that night if you bought a certain ticket they would let a certain amount of people backstage to meet them and hang out with them and so we got in line and my mom was in line in front of me and they cut off the line right when she walked in and I was still there and she turned around and tossed me the keys and said don't wait up and ran <laughs> I wish I could be that cool I wish I was that cool. You guys are soccer fans? And you guys Atlanta United fans? Yeah. Good, good. Have any of you guys been to an Atlanta United game? Yeah. That's cool. Soccer is new to the South, I think. I think we don't know how to quite handle it yet. You know, you go to a football game and you know all the chants and cheers and rules. Like you sit down when someone's hurt and stuff like that. And I went to an Atlanta United game and a player got hurt and I was like, oh, okay, I guess we sit down now. And the lady behind me goes, finish him. <laughs> I was like, this is soccer, okay. <laughs> now I know. <laughs> I am 
in a relationship, surprise, who was like, I feel like she's alone. Um, <laughs> fooled ya. Uh, I am in a relationship. It's it's new. Uh, we're finding a lot about a lot about one another, like what we like and don't like. And like, uh, he came over the other day to my house and he mowed the lawn. That was great. <laughs> oh yeah! <laughs> Round of applause for him. He mowed the lawn. Um, and then I took him out to dinner, and I mean, he really enjoyed that. And I feel like that just reinforced the age-old saying, you know, the way to a man's heart is through his girlfriend's wallet. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we have a lot of fun together. I, um, I got to see what else I want to talk to you guys about before I get on out of here, because I got to save something for next time. Let's see. That's not appropriate. <laughs> I heard my dad laugh at that one. <laughs> oh, okay, I'll leave you with a fun anecdote. I, uh, I live with roommates, and you guys live with roommates? <laughs> Anyone below 22? I don't know <laughs> what the age of living with roommates cuts off at, because my roommates are older than me. Um, your family's your roommates. Anybody got weird family members? All right. Um, I live with roommates. I, these roommates are great. They're the cleanest roommates I've ever been with, but I've really had some uh, other roommates that have not been clean, and they've also just been a little quirky. Like, I had one roommate that slept with one eye open. Yeah, that was alarming um, to wake up to in the middle of the night. But I think my favorite roommate was one that she listened to podcasts alone in her bedroom and she would talk back to them <laughs> as if they were someone else in the room. And she would pose questions that never quite got answered. And I feel like I should charge her more rent because she's obviously living with more people that I just cannot see. <laughs> All right, you guys have been great. I will see you next week. I've been Sarah Kale. Thank you, Sarah, an amazing set for real. Ladies and gentlemen, please do not forget to tip the offering baskets because she really will be here all month. <laughs> Welcome to your July sermon series, Holy Humor. And in case you missed it, today we are focusing on one of the rules of comedy, know your audience. And so it's in that spirit that I invite you to know yourself as a laugher. You need to know what kind of laugher you are. So go ahead, think about it, acknowledge it, accept it. I'll help you out in case you're wondering what kind of laughers there are. Some of you are loud laughers. We already know who you are because we heard you over everybody. Some of you are going to laugh so hard, you're going to snort and make weird noises. It's okay, we will not judge you. Some of you are silent, physical laughers. You know, the ones that kind of shake and point. Like <laughs> it's going to be okay. 
And then some of you are delayed response laughers. Yeah, there's one. You know that you're kind of supposed to get the joke, but the full impact of the joke comes a little later, and then you're laughing by yourself. No matter who you are as a laugher, we want to hear it. Because this sermon series, the intention is for us to sit in the pure joy of worship. So, there's an old man. He's sitting outside of his house. Three strangers come over to him. The old man says, hey, strangers, come on over for a little while. Why don't you sit down? Wash your feet. I'll make my old wife make you dinner. The strangers say, oh, that sounds fantastic. So they sit. The old man leans back, says, hey, wife, make some dinner. I invited company. Old man and strangers, they start to visit. One of the strangers takes his hand, pats the old man on the back, and says, congratulations, you're going to be a dad. That was the punchline. Nobody laughed. It actually probably played better with the very first audience that heard it, because actually, some of you may guess, this is a story from Scripture. This story is actually the very first time in Scripture that we have documented laughter. And it happens in the book of Genesis in the very beginning. The story goes that three strangers, presumably the Lord and two angels, visited Abraham when he was almost 100 years old. And they said to Abraham, you will have a son. And his response is laughter. Genesis 17, I will bless her and I will surely give you a son by her. I will bless her so that she will be the mother of nations. Kings of peoples will come from her. And Abraham fell face down and he laughed. When Sarah heard the news, her response was the same. Genesis 18. So Sarah laughed to herself saying, After I have grown old, shall I have the pleasure? The Lord said to Abraham, why did Sarah laugh and say, shall I indeed bear a child now that I am too old? Is anything too wonderful for the Lord? But Sarah denied saying, I didn't laugh, for she was afraid. And he said, oh, yes, you did laugh. <laughs> I didn't laugh. Oh, yes, you did. This is an incredibly humanizing funny, future-telling, an intimate, sacred moment between God and the soon-to-be mother. The story is actually called the fulfillment of a promise. That's what it's called, the fulfillment of a promise. Earlier in the story in Genesis, Abraham is visited by God, and God says to Abraham, if you leave your family's land, if you leave your family's home and go to a place that I will show you, I will make you a father of a nation. The promise is for Abraham to be the father of a nation. And so now the fulfillment comes 
in the form of a son. A nation is born through a son named Isaac. We, the Christian people, are that nation of that descended from Isaac. Isaac's name. Do you know what Isaac's name means? Anybody? It means laugh. Isaac literally means he laughs. We are the descendants of laughter. So maybe the fulfillment of the promise comes in the gift of laughter to remind us of God's presence in all things. Have you ever been with a family? Or have you actually been the family the night before a funeral? And everybody's sharing those memories. And one of the stories makes somebody laugh. All of a sudden, in the midst of grief, laughter brings comfort. Have you ever been just in an argument with somebody and just have you ever seen it? And all of a sudden, someone says something so ridiculous that the other person just kind of bites their lip, trying to hold back that giggle. And then something happens and just laughter explodes. And all of a sudden, the entire tone of the conversation has changed. Have you ever just been going about your day? Good day, bad day, stressed out, not stressed out. Maybe you had something going on in your head, but all of a sudden something struck you as funny and you just started to laugh. Uncontrollably, you just started to laugh. And then everybody around you, they're kind of laughing at you or with you. You don't know, but you just laugh. And at the end of it, you go, oh, gosh, I needed that. Laughter has the power comfort, to change, to heal, to transform, to make new. And that sounds pretty sacred to me. Know your audience? We are a people, a nation of laughter that have been promised to this world from the very beginning. Go and share that news. Amen. Will you pray with me? Gracious and holy Lord, we thank you for being with us in every moment and in every experience and in everything we do. We also pray this morning, Lord, for all the comics. May you continue to bless them. May you also bless the many people who are going through different tragedies and storms this weekend. Bless all of the people who are being affected by wind and rain. Bless, too, the people who are going through different tragedies in their lives, be it through illness, physical or mental abuse, physical or emotional or even a death. Be with all of them, Lord, in whatever they're going through.
We ask you, too, to be with our church and be with our community. Continue to show us those holy moments where you want us to be. And may you direct us through those times. God, be with us this day and every day. Amen. In worship, we always have a time to respond, and you are invited today to respond through giving a financial gift to Chapel Roswell. There are different ways that you may share your offering. We will pass around the baskets, but you can also get out your phone, and you can use it, uh, use your phone to give to Chapel Roswell directly. There's an app, a text, there are baskets and kiosks, any way that you would prefer. But I'm going to need you to get your phones out, because this other part of our response. I need your help. I want you to get your phone out, and I want you to text this number, and I want you to text your favorite joke. If you think you have a good joke worthy of our stand-up comedian, text it to me. You can also email it by Marion at chapelroswell.com. If you don't have a joke you want to share, if you possibly, you may have an idea, kind of like improv. If you have something that you think Sarah should make a joke about, you can text that number or email me, marion at chapelroswell.com. And you can do this as you're watching online as well. We want to hear from you because you need to stay tuned in. You need to keep coming back and see if Sarah picks any of your jokes or your ideas for the next two sets. Take a moment and respond. 